0: This is Beyond Golf Talk. If this isn't entertaining you, then just don't even listen at all. Hookers and slicers and duffers and chunkers. (laughs) People with swag. People are trying to figure out their swag. We're going to upgrade you today. We got Chris Whitehead as our guest. Of course, it's Coach Frankie and host Just Divot here with you with another episode of Beyond Golf Talk. Uh, just, David, I'm going to have you start us off here, and let's welcome in Chris.
1: All right, Chris, thank you once again taking the time to join us today, aka, you can find him on Instagram, at tfkickswithchris. I've uh, been following this dude for a while now. I remember my homie shared him, uh, I think it was when the playoff 12s were about to drop, and... I was like, hey, this guy, this guy's got the scoop on on the sneakers, on the golf sneakers, especially. (laughs) So I was like, all right, I need to follow this dude so I can stay up to date. I'm on all the drops and releases, shot the follow and the rest is history, reached out to you. And you graciously took the time to hop on our podcast today and and talk about (laughs) golf, talk about sneakers and whatnot. Talk about yourself. But first thing I want to bring up, this is what I want to bring up here. I remember when I asked you because uh, we had Aaron Munn from Trap Golf on the previous episode. This kind of this is kind of <laughs> what I wanted to kick off the show with. Uh-huh. You got to tell me the story because you told me there was a funny story about Munn. I asked him about it. He didn't want to spill any beans. Uh-huh. So I wanted to go ahead and give you the time <clears throat> to tell me what the story is with Munn from Trap Golf. So go uh, ahead and take it away. Well,
2: first off, I appreciate y'all having me, man. It's definitely a pleasure. So, yeah, looking forward to the conversation. But, yeah, no, nah, man, Munn is my dude, man. And when I first got into the merchandise game, You know, I did uh, a Master's Apparel uh, collection back in, I think that was 2021, and kind of just came up with so many different ideas and knew where I was going to source each product from. Everything was rolling. And then on Master's Saturday, I came up with the bright idea to do like a Hunter Green or uh, like a Master's Green polo with the logo on it, with the, uh, you know, the shoe Master's logo. And so I was like, yo, that's sick, but who am I going to get to do this? Who can I trust to do this, right, to get it right, who understands, like, art and understands design and understands the quality that I want done on the shirts? So I re- I ended up reaching out. I tapped Mun, and Mun was able to uh, get it done for me. And it was so funny because initially I'm like, yeah, let me pay you, you know, because I don't play about paying folks. Like, if you're doing something for me, you wear- I'm like, yo, let me get your bread right now. So Mun's like, yeah, don't. Don't worry about it, man. It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Now mind you, I think I sent him like 15 shirts. So, you know, it's a, it's a decent amount of bread. So I'm like, hey, bro, let me let me shoot you this bread. He's like, nah, man, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, man. Once you get it, you know, we'll take care of it. So I get the shirts, they come out great. And then um, I reach back out to him. I'm like, dude, let me pay you. He's like, man, yeah, give me, yeah, I'll, I'll get back with you. Didn't hear from dude for like two weeks. At this point, it's been a month. And so I'm like, yo, man, I'm gonna figure out a way to get this money. I'm just gonna send you a check, bro. He's like, nah, man, it's all good, it's all good. Three months pass, and I, I'm I'm like shaking this dude down to the point where I'm like, all right, dude. I even hit up Roger, I'm like, bro, why won't this dude take money from me? And he's like, man, he just really busy. So I ended up still getting, you know, being able to pay him, but it was just so funny because I was like, I've never had to chase anybody down to pay them money, and that was a funny situation. That was hilarious. And
1: that's kind of a testament to to Mun's personality and who he is, and you know how genuine and generous yes. as well. Just hearing this, you know, because me, me and Coach Frankie, we were talking <clears throat> to him and chopping it up with him, and super down to earth, dude, humble beginnings. And it's it's really a pleasure to to speak to a guy like that and speak on his background and, and his upbringing and how he kind of came into the game. But just hearing that, it's hmm. it's hilarious, man. That's kind of funny. You're kind of. Hey, take my money, man. You did me a service. Right. Let me go ahead and just, you know, shoot you some bread real quick. Right. That's hilarious. I didn't like wow. <laughs> yeah. It was, <laughs> you, it was you're, you're trying to run it down for a while.
2: Yeah. And it was funny because, like I said, we he's he's done little shirts for me before, like, you know, just testing out different product on different shirts. And uh that particular time, like I said, that was that was two years ago. And I guess he kind of knows, like, as an entrepreneur, you know, we put it all on the line. And uh, you know. That's I, facts. I guess he was just that trying to give me some time and I'm like, nah, bro, I got you. Like we good. But that was dope. That was a, it was a funny but a but a real cool, genuine story of just how you know loyal one is. So that was dope.
1: Yeah. So those shirts, the one you're talking about with the Masters Green and the, the flag on uh-huh. the, the sneaker. Yeah. The, um where it's supposed to be what is it? It's supposed to be the United States, right? It's supposed to be a silhouette of the United yeah, States yeah, yeah. and the flags right there on Augusta. Right. Yeah, so you got that one on the shop, right?
2: No. No, that oh, was Yeah, that was oh, okay. like a one and done. So we did that for from, like, Sunday until that Tuesday, and then that was it, Mm -hmm. no more.
1: Okay, I feel you. (laughs) Uh, First question I kind of want to dive into, because I know that you're pretty much at the forefront. You kind of carved that niche into the golf influencer uh, business and pretty much the the society altogether. So how did you kind of get into golf but before we get into that kind of tell us your earliest sneaker memory from when you were growing up like what was your first pair of sneakers what what were you into what were you wearing and all that and i know you hear into the previous pod that you were on now that you didn't really pick up the game until a little bit later in life but what was kind of your earliest sneaker memory that you could think of and this is just
2: sneakers in general not golf sneaker right this is just sneakers in general not golf it could be if it could be for hoops it could be for anything so my earliest sneaker memory i have so many but you know since we love jordan's right we got the threes right here right so, my earliest sneaker memory was Christmas. I was eight, and my mom got me the Jordan 8 playoffs, which are actually retro mm. in September. So, I'm hyped for that. But that's literally one of my first sneaker memories because it was one of those things I kind of asked for, and I was like, eh, my mom ain't going to hook me up. You know, like, if I don't get them, it's cool. It's worth a shot. In the, you know, it's just like a shot in the dark. But she ended up delivering, and she got them. And that was my first pair of Jordans ever, was the Jordan 8. So that's one of my fondest sneaker memories, man. Um, you know, just historically from that standpoint. But you know, when you're a sneakerhead, you always got great memories. But if I had to go back, that would probably be one of the ones I cherished when I was, you know, younger.
1: Yeah, and I, I could you know pretty much understand where you're coming from. I remember you know always back to school shopping. Your dad's not taking you back to school shopping. It's always going to be your mom, right? So if you're doing shopping with your mom, kind of goes hand in hand with when, when you do shop for sneakers. She's kind of. She's kind of in that memory because mm-hmm. I remember going to Foot Locker getting, getting the Vince Carter fours with like the shocks on them, getting like the first pair of LeBrons. Yeah, so I remember uh, just being in Foot Locker with my mom, her paying for it, and it's just like you know she's passed away now, but those are like one of the, me- the one of the memories that are uh, one of the memories that I. Uh, Hold dearly to me is just you know her taking me shopping and getting kicks and that was kind of like my introduction to shoes was just was just going to back to school shopping with her or just you know that. she wanted to treat me one day and next thing you know it's like hey come out with two pairs of shoes from Foot Locker call me spoiled but hey I love that this is what it is right yeah I love that <laughs> Mama's love man Mama's love. exactly hundred percent I think Coach rake <clears throat> yeah, you got I, a question for him
0: yeah yeah for sure yeah and and we talked about you know you getting into the the bringing in fashion and golf together you know and. Mm-hmm. One of the things I was going to ask you is like, what, why golf? You know, uh, you could have gone in any other direction with it. Um, What's your connection,
2: connection with golf? Great uh, question.
0: Kind of starting this, this business and this venture uh, building the two together.
2: Right. Well, so, you know, if we're talking about just getting into the space I am now from a social media and merch standpoint, then yeah, that started back during COVID. So I realized you know we had a lot of time on our hands, right? It was, it was this weird state of the world where like you were working from home, but technically, you know my company was giving us a lot of like mental days, so like you sit at home, be going through YouTube, and I started thinking, I'm like, yo, I see a lot of people reviewing just regular sneakers, but nobody's doing golf sneakers, especially a person of like color um so I was like, man, there's a niche there's a really big open space for that now. I gotta shout my boy Jock Slade that um at, you know cousto that's my dude he was doing A shout to custo. yeah shout out to custo he was doing reviews but he was you know kind of mixing it in like he'd predominantly sneakers right and then he'll like mix golf sneakers in which is actually genius because it kind of threads that culture into there and gets people comfortable with the sport. So he was uh he was actually one of the first people that followed me so that was really dope. But anyway um what got me into it is that like I said I didn't see anybody that looked like me that was all golf sneakers, all golf fashion, all golf apparel. And so I started the page. I remember the first pair of shoes I uh, reviewed was I did like a two-shoe review. It was the Air Max 97 and the Jordan 5 Fire Red. And um, did that. I sat on the couch in – actually, the den is over here. Sat on the couch in the den, did it, and it was just like – I was like, okay, this is where we start. And then that kind of just matriculated into – you know, kind of funneling my thoughts on where sneaker culture should be through my social media and came up with the Make'em Golf where I was like, famed sneaker silhouettes that should be turned into golf shoes. And that just kind of matriculated, learned Photoshop and just kind of started mocking things up and just really wanted to like, I saw so many open spaces because I'm like, okay, you know, we know regular sneaker culture has been tapped into for a while. And, 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 and you know, I don't want to use the, well, yeah, I'll use the word. It's kind of saturated to say, I mean, you have your elite, you know, uh, influencers in that space, and then you have, like, everybody else that just kind of phones and does their thing. So I really felt like the golf space was just so wide open, and there's so many things that have not been done. There's so much, like, light that needs to be shi- shine in so many different areas of culture. So I felt like my page could do that, man. So that's that's really what happened there.
0: I was going to say, yeah, like, COVID obviously has opened up a lot of people's minds to start being, you know, fallen passions and – Making a comeback in a way, and I think, well, from what I've seen at least, you have golfers themselves who have been making their own comebacks over the years. Like, let's say Camila Vajegas coming mm-hmm. back out, um, Jason Day as well making his comeback yes. uh, back into the foray of competitive golf. But like, watch, look at what they were wearing too. When Camila yeah. didn't have his sponsors anymore, what were some? What was his first like pair of shoes that people were really spotting on the on the course? And I think he was wearing. I'm not exactly sure what kind. He might be able to help me out with the model. But mm-hmm. there were Jordans. They're like air joints, like mid tops or high tops or something like that. He was tucking them into his joggers or whatnot. And they were looking fire him and uh, and Jason day also started Mm -hmm. wearing that too. And it's, it's cool to see, you know, it's like, they're not being told what to wear anymore. They're wearing what they feel comfortable wearing. And they're wearing Mm -hmm. basketball shoes on the golf course. Now you see companies doing the same thing now and like, just making it more approachable. And I think for the longest time, golf, golf hasn't been so approachable. Um, you know, especially for minorities and people of color. Right. And I think it's so cool to be able to see that, you know, start to tie into to what we see now as appropriate and deeming fine to to just be yourself for on sure. whatever golf course you're at. Most yeah. definitely. Go ahead, Matt.
1: Yeah, and I was pretty much going to say just to your testament, the content that you're producing, you know, you're you're pretty much at the forefront, if you don't mind me saying, you're pretty much at the Appreciate forefront. If not, if not, maybe one or two other people like Cousteau mm-hmm. who are along with you who are just doing the same thing putting out the same content with sneakers and all that uh, but what I'm saying pretty much with just sneakers in general mm-hmm. not just golf sneakers is that everybody you know it's a huge demographic you know you got people from other ends of the other other ends of the earth who mm-hmm. are just reviewing sneakers who are talking about sneakers right. and the thing is is there's only so many people I could listen to, you know, I don't really listen to golf, sneak, you know, golf sneaker reviews. I don't really go on YouTube unless there's like a release that I really want to see right. and kind of get an idea of what the details are, but everything's so subjective. Like you like what you like, people are going to have different tastes than you, you know, golf sneakers that come out. It's like, I'll take any golf sneaker I can get, you right. know, especially to help grow the game. But when it comes to just sneakers in general, you know, there's not too many people that I tap into as far as sources for for drops and releases, just because, you know, once like you said, it's saturated. It's oversaturated. And I don't really want to, you know, dive too deep into that, especially when I like what I like, I know what my tastes are, I have a an idea of what my my details that I like to pay attention to, the materials, the quality, and so on and so forth. So it's nice that you just kind of found, you know, that little avenue that you could dive into when you could just solely review. Just particularly golf sneakers. Oh yeah. But there's one thing I kind of wanted to ask you as far as your introduction to the game of golf, because mm-hmm. we once again we are a golf podcast. Yes. I heard that you were <laughs> you were peddling uh, DVDs and CDs <laughs> back. You were in school, so I gotta I gotta hear a little bit about that and how that came to be, and then how you went from that going to playing golf.
2: Man, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, that story is so trippy. Uh, yeah, man. It's you know there was an era between. Um, I'm really gonna age myself. But between like two thousand and five or eight, where you know like CDs and DVDs were like this thing, and like you had LimeWire, that was a little further back. But um, there there were websites where you could find different content, and so I was like, man, you know, I'm in college, you know, you know how it is when you're in school, man, you know, you can work, but really it's like you're kind of broke, like. <laughs> so I figured out I was like, this is a really clean, cool hustle that I can do. And I I was always cool with people and good with building relationships. So again, um, my cousin was working at a charter school and I created this like Excel sheets that showed like all the music I had, all the movies I had. I would send it out on Monday. Teachers would get it to me on Wednesday. And then Friday, I would literally just show up and drop everything off. It was probably the easiest at that time. I think like the easiest $1,500 on a Friday that you could make, you know, it was just so easy. Like I was like, wow, this is incredible. $1,500?
1: $1,500?
2: Yes, yes. Oh, DVDs yes, and CDs? Yes, and that's just one. Woo! Now think about it. That's just one location. I had like, you know, I would stop by my college. Like, yeah, that was a good time. So I did that for that time. But to say, to make the connection with, with golf, so the charter school that I would go to, my cousin worked at, there were two coaches. One's name was Nari. The other one was Jeff Donovan. And both of them, matter of fact, uh, both of them actually coached, the um the Drew Charter golf um uh, the golf team who has just been they're like the first golf team of their kind to win uh, as black students in a black, all black golf team. So that's history in and of itself. But anyway, I got real cool with those guys and they were purchasing stuff from me. And so one time I got up with them, I didn't reach them at the school. I met them at like a bar and it was Masters Friday and we were kicking it and watching them and just seeing how passionate they were talking about the game. Um, I was like, yo, this is dope. Like, I I would, I, I had already kind of been watching Tiger and little things like that, but they really made, piqued my interest and made me want to get into it more, especially when they started talking about, like, the real technical things, like compressing your irons and then, you know, using loft and all this. And I was like, yo, this thing is, like, deep. Because no other sport, if you really think about basketball, because prior to I was a more of a hooper, but if you think about basketball, it's pretty simple. I mean, you have your, you know, defensive things, your offensive things that you can work on. But it's not as technical. Golf is such a technical, like arduous sport, and you can master one thing. And I know you know, it, Francis and Matthew. I know you know too. But you can master one thing, right? But it's always going to be something. You could be hit. You could be striping it down the middle. But hey, once you're one twenty in, like, what are you? What are you doing? You know, like that's usually when a lot of people struggle. So yeah, just seeing them talking about that. Um, made me kind of pique my interest into the game. And, you know, that was around like 2008. And so between 2008 and like 2012, I kind of would go to the range, play around a little bit. Didn't really play a full round of golf, well, I would say a commendable full round of golf until like 2013. And then um, from that point, it just kept growing, man. Became a range addict, going to the range like <laughs> twice a week. Now, this is This is pre-kids, so. But, yeah, man, that's really how my introduction to the sport came.
1: I like it, man. I remember back when I was a junior, it was like nine holes all the time. Uh I remember uh, a mutual friend of me and Coach Frankie Hari Chang. I remember when he was a member at a country club there back in high school, I remember junior rates, ten bucks for nine. Nice. I would take advantage of that. That's when I would suck, though, so (laughs) it would take me maybe – 20, 15, 20 minutes just to finish one hole. Right. I mean, it still be like that, especially depending on who
0: you're playing oh, with. Yeah. It still
1: takes about 15, 20 minutes to just finish a hole depending on your ability and who's playing oh, which. Oh, one. yeah. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to love those mini courses. I, I worked at just to be able to start practicing more because I ended up making the golf team when I was a, a freshman in high school. And that's when I really oh. started taking it seriously. I was like, oh, maybe I got something here. Um, and I was like, okay, I got to go practice. So the local country club, I used to wash carts and I was mm-hmm. like 15 or 16. Yeah. And then I, little did I know, I used to see this Bentley drive in all the time. I was like, this is <laughs> like a, it's a mean car for this area. Like you don't see this happen a lot. Right. The guy had a Hooters license plate and where I grew up in Florida, it's where they started the first Hooters. It was in, mm-hmm. Clear, in Clearwater, Florida. Yeah. And the guy popped out and I found out he was actually the owner of Hooters. Wow. And I talked to him, we got to be friendly he owns another little, I don't know if it's still around, a beautiful little Italian restaurant that's in Palm Harbor, Florida, too. So anytime you come down to Tampa, I'll make a trip over there, too. I'll show you guys around. We'll play Innisbrook and all the, all the good courses. Mm-hmm. But uh, I used to talk to him, and, and we, we talked about, you know, he's like, I'm getting into golf. And I was like, you know what? I've been wearing these shoes and these spikes. He saw my spikes were, like, really low. I was practicing out the course one day. Yeah. He was like, you know what? Let's go in the pro shop. Let me buy you a pair of shoes. Uh-huh. And I was like, dude, this guy's really cool. Like, he actually yeah. walked in with me. He said hi to the guys. He's like, pick whatever pair of shoes you want, and I'll get them wow. for you. And The first actual, like nice pair of shoes I had were these dry joys, and dry joys were, were what everyone wore, especially on the golf team. You had to have some nice foot joys. Mm-hmm. But it was something about it, man. I never really felt really comfortable just wearing foot joys all the time. It was very <laughs> right. really stiff. You yeah. know, my feet weren't fitting in too well. I, I felt comfortable just wearing my Pumas, and I was a big Puma guy growing up. I love my okay. comfortable, really low, low, low pro uh, sneakers. Uh-huh. But I just, that was a, just, that was like my first, you know, intro into getting like a good pair of golf yeah. shoes um, from this guy that knows who I was like, that's, that's crazy. That's pretty cool. It was really nice. That's yeah, dope. Was so random, but I've been always searching for like that next, I don't know. What, what do you look for when you're, when you're looking at shoes? What do you, what are your, do you have a certain criteria that you like not only to you know, rate the shoe, but like, what do you look for personally when you're trying to get a good golf shoe?
2: Good question, man. It's got to be an con- aesthetic connection initially, like, obvious, right? Like, aesthetically, it has to look good. And then, like, for me, you know, I'm I'm really funny, man, because I, I like – you know, some people don't believe in high-top golf golf shoes. So, like, all these, you know, Jordans that were essentially, you know, basketball shoes before, they're like, why would you do that? Why are you – you know? And to me, I'm like, you know, that's common sense for me. I remember hooping in these – so I'm, you know, performance driven, like I'll make it happen. Right. But for me, it's aesthetics first. And then I really look at materials. Materials are super important. Kind of like what Matthew was saying. Like, I like, you know, a lot of stuff that Jordan does. I'm like, why won't you just give us leather? Like, why are you giving us this new buck or this spade? Um, But I understand it's a money's ga- money game and, you know, they don't want to give you something that's going to last forever. Right. Like, that's just the way it is. So for me, it's all about materials and just aesthetically pleasing. And then whether it's spiked or spikeless really depends on the shoe because there's a lot of shoes that everybody wants their shoe to always be spiked. Now, shout out to my guy, my people over at Soft Spikes, shameless plug, but they pretty much provide all the spikes for every golf shoe. So Adidas, Nike, all the big names. But long story short, I was talking to um, uh Sean, who's um. Uh, big wig with uh soft spikes and we got in this conversation he's like wow well, you know do you do you like spikes or do you like spikeless I was like bro it just depends it depends on the shoe because there's a lot of shoes that just would not look good with spikes so for me it, it it's it's such a such a personal process right because again I have to like the shoe aesthetically and then Depending on, that's the beautiful thing about having multiple shoes is depending on your mood, depending on what course you're playing, depending on whether it's raining, depending on whether it's dry. Like it's so many different variations of conditions that can really dictate what you're going to wear. So, yeah, I always think about that. And my thing is, if, if, if I like it and if it uh, has the performance driven attributes, then I'm like, dang, I can get that because I'll be able to wear it sometime. You know, I'm going to be playing and all these different conditions, so doesn't really go to waste.
1: I think i I'm gonna have to agree with you on the on the aesthetics thing, yeah, you know because we could definitely put that over comfort, but <laughs> nowadays, especially when you're walking courses, you kind of need that that comfort factor, yeah when it comes to you know having that sneaker that you want to play in, especially when when you look at aesthetics of different Jordans, especially golf Jordans, especially when they're trying to convert everything low. I remember so bad. Like, I, one of my favorite sneakers that I own, I have a pair of infrared sixes. Oh, yeah. So I love me a pair of infrared sixes, even though, you know, the red isn't really infrared. It's like a pinkish. Because yeah. like, I got, what was it? Oh, look, I got, 2015, like, the 2014. Yeah, 2014,
2: 2015. 20,
1: I got the, I got the 20, I got the 2014 retros. I remember I bought them. I got them, uh, I lived in Portland at the time. Okay. Um, so I got them at uh, Nike town, downtown oh. um, near Pioneer Square. So that's kind of where I copped the pair. And I wanted like a true infrared six, like the high top, all that. Next thing you know, they're coming out with these like white infrared like lows, these low 60s, like these Oreo lows. I'm like, the sixes don't look good low, man. Right. You need them high. You know, even the fives too. Like some of the fives you could kind of get away with them, uh-huh. but it's like these fives need to be high also. Interesting. So that's that's kinda that's kind of where I come out with the aesthetics, especially with, with golf Jordans nowadays. That's why I kind of gravitate more towards like air maxes just because you know it's it's the regular state of the shoe especially fours so that's why i kind of gravitate to like my white cement fours like i beat those up <laughs> oh that's but if you're aware yeah like you said when you come when it comes to fours and stuff like that and you get like the actual hoop pair the actual regular retail pair compared to the golf pair you can't really build those and construct those with the same the same material right, right? like you could you you would probably know just because if you were to wear like say you put spikes on your regular fours right. your regular white cement fours your your black cement fours whatever oh, yeah. so imagine putting those in your shoe mm-hmm. playing golf with them they right. they they're, they're, those breathe mm-hmm. those shoes breathe just because of the mesh yeah. so if you're playing like a wet course oh, yeah. your socks your socks are going to be soaked so it's a testament to the brand and and to the quality mm-hmm. and the durability and the overall construction of the shoe. Right. Now when you do play with these golf Jordans, you still look fly. But literally if you're playing on a wet, damp, rainy day, muddy day, you could take them back to the crib. Mm-hmm. You literally wipe them down, yep. all the moisture, everything is gonna wick off the shoe. So it's it's understandable why you know they make them the way they do or they build them the way they do. So that's that's kind of what that's kind of what my thought process is when it comes to these golf Jordans. And mm-hmm. like my pair right now, the only pair that I feel I can get away with just making it a low is the 12s.
2: I yeah. don't know what it is,
1: but the twelves with the silhouette when they make them low, mm-hmm. they still look really, really, really clean. Yeah. So yeah.
2: I don't know if you agree with me. I or do, not, but
1: I I still think that yeah, yeah I do.
2: And it, but you know the fives and the yeah, the fives and the sixes, I actually do like them. Um, I do understand what you're saying though, uh, just from a nostalgia standpoint for me. You know, just seeing them in their original uh, form, and you know if if they if they put the sixes in their original form. And then did the uh, the um, the tooling for golf and just left it like that. I'd be okay, right? Because you know they mm-hmm. they they did that essentially with the Air Max Two Seventy. So I'm like, dude, why can't you do that with? But again, that's a you know there's a lot of people that believe all golf shoes should be low tops. So that there's that debate. And then um, also the other thing with them being a higher top shoe, a lot of times um, the construction of the the soul, they spend a little bit more money tooling for that, so I think that's another yeah. reason why they're like, you know what, let's just make it a low. We can save a little money, you know, you know, because that's all what it stems down to. And I mean, in a perfect world, they would get golf is going to get a budget like basketball, like Nike basketball. If Nike golf got a budget like Nike basketball, every single thing that we want to happen would have happened by now, right? So golf is only like two percent of a lot of these brands overall so and really not even two percent it's more like point two percent and a lot of people don't know that but when you know that you're like oh okay then i can understand why they make certain decisions adidas i really feel like has they've got a little higher percentage just because they've been in the game for a while um and i think eventually hopefully that'll kind of happen with nike we'll see the gap but as the game grows i definitely have confidence that um you know they'll they'll, they'll put more of an eye and more of an emphasis on being more intentional with a lot of golf uh, product.
1: I'm not really too sure, to be honest, what's going on with Nike Golf. I know that they're pumping out shoe after shoe after shoe, which is definitely nice to see. Right. But ever since they, like, phased out the Instagram... Yeah, that was whack. Like, it's kind of so getting weird. That's like It's like... I know it's weird. It's like we're kind of losing them. I don't know what's going on. It's like they're phasing out the entire division, but they're just pumping out golf shoes just because, you know, they feel like they could kind of make a quick buck right. off of the, the growth of the sport. So we're just going to keep pumping out these Air Maxes. We're going to keep Retro and Jordans. Mm-hmm. Every time a major comes around, we're going to kind of match it to the theme and to the color. Right. It's great mm-hmm. just from a product standpoint, but just from a marketing perspective, it gets kind of yeah. lazy. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of we want to see the visuals like i remember the last post they did was like when brooks was winning majors and like that was like the last post they did it was like the zoom it was like they were marketing like the zoom infinities Mm -hmm. or whatever shoe that he was wearing at the time so it's like you know we kind of want to see like the cool marketing like we want to see like the spike lee-esque video and 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 promotion that we typically see from a brand like nike but so it's kind of disheartening to see that they're kind of not doing that right now um but real quick thing, I kind of want to bring up, Coach Frankie. I know that when you started back in high school and and being in the academies and and playing pro tournaments, you know, from stateside all the way to Europe and whatnot. I, I mean, what did you what did you see in the shoe that kind of piqued your interest? Functionality, performance, aesthetics. What were you kind of into as the years progressed through your pro career? What were you buying and what were you consuming?
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's. Uh, I mean, Footjoy just had such a huge hold in the game. Um, when I used to go around and shop around for shoes, there was this local spot. It was actually at a flea market. It was like one of the largest golf stores in Oldsmar, which is really the little town where I grew up, like in between the beach and, and Tampa Tampa Bay. Um, and they would have just a lot of Footjoy shoes in there. Atonics were really big too. But like those were like the classic look was definitely something that a lot of people just knew and grew mm-hmm. up around. We didn't have a lot of other options. So, I mean, being on golf teams and seeing what pros would wear and being around that, it was always foot joys. Or, you know, obviously I was watching Tiger Woods grow up. I used to get a lot of, well, whenever I could, Tiger Woods-style Nike shoes. And I loved Tiger's, like, take on – I think back then they were really starting to get out of the old-school look of the classics, just all leather shoe with, like, the shoelace cover. I'm not exactly sure what it's called, but that little thing with the tongue hanging out in the Mm -hmm. front. Um, so Nike started to get into more of a performance based shoe and they had like some mesh leather combos. I still have a few old pairs of, of Tiger Woods, um, TW Nike shoes nice. that I used to wear for tournaments all the time. And I, I went back to my parents' house and they still had them. <laughs> I, I wore them out, out when they was like, wow, I still kind of fit in some of these things. Wow. They actually look really cool. They're sleek. Um, and I love that. And so I was between that. I was between Foot Joys and, and Tiger Wood style Nike shoes because that's what all the kids were wearing, wearing for sure. And we never had like, if the internet were around, were around back then, I'm sure a lot of other golfers who were big in the area would have even more of a say in what kind of styles would be out there. But it was really interesting. Tiger was the first one to – to put a new light on it, right, to, like, really refresh the game in, in every which way from style, you know, those mock turtlenecks to yeah. what he was wearing on his feet, right? Oh, yeah. It's kind of weird seeing him now, like, tee up in Footjoys. Yeah. In a way. It's, right? so like, it's kind of weird to see that. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it, it would have been kind of cool if FootJoy said, like, hey, like, let's have you design a shoe for us. That would have been – that would definitely put a Kushnet and FootJoy in a new light right? for sure if they were able to yeah. start teaming up that way. But I, I don't know if they're, they're going that direction, but – Um. Yeah. That's what. That's what I wore, and I. I, I've kind of reverted back to some of the vintage style. Like I'll even go online to try to find some like vintage, like big, like, Uh, like, uh, what do you call it? Like starch collar. With the longer, I just like that look right now. Um. But now I'm trying to figure out like what pants go with some of these Jordans that I'm looking at, at getting real soon. Like I love the fives, I love the sixes. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't you agree with me also just like to go sidebar like the pants that you wear with the shoe? Oh yeah. I mean that would really set off the shoe, right? Everything.
2: It's everything. Right? Tell me about it. Yeah. yeah. It's everything yeah. to the point where I have, so there's some, cause Metalwood makes a really good golf pant and they're, they're really, what I like about them is like they're vintage. So a lot of their stuff is made to be worn with foot joys. Like if you try to wear it with J's, it's just not going to work. Um, but there's a lot of good, you know, I, I'm very funny when it comes to joggers. I like joggers in golf, but it has to be a certain style. It, ha- it doesn't need to look like a sweatpant. I don't like that. It needs to look like a, a regular pant, but just with more of a taper at the, uh, you know. Just with a cuff. Yeah. Right? A nice little a cuff. cuff. That's all we yeah, ask for. Yeah, you know? just yeah. give me that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's. I feel you on that, Frankie. I'll tell you what.
0: Primo makes some good joggers, too. Oh, yeah. Like if, and they have three different – what's cool about that, they got three different styles. You can go a short, mm-hmm. you can go a regular length, or you go a long length, depending how baggy or what kind of shoe you're looking at wearing. Right. I know Sam Ryder got – Everyone talked about Sam Ryder when he was wearing his like Oh, my God. God. Yes, yeah. with like the foot joys. Yeah.
2: And you know, it's you know, it's kinda it can be done. Put, it can be done. You just, bit, like, yeah, it can be done. You just have to have the right like I said, the the charger selection has to be impeccable because you gotta look at all those things. You gotta look at all right, the cuff, like Matt said, and then everything has to be styled you know to precision. There's a lot of pants that I had, um, that I actually got, you know, tailored so they would fit perfectly over the shoe and not just be hanging and all wide and weird. So, yeah, I I agree with that.
1: Yeah, and it's like that conversation when Sam Ryder was kind of getting burned for the joggers on the golf course. like it's like the hoodies on the golf course conversation all over again. It's like, man, just let them yeah, wear hoodies, bro. Yeah. Like it ain't doing any harm to nobody. Like I love like this tech fleece. I love if I could buy like an infinite amount of tech oh, fleece. Yeah. I don't day. care if you, I don't care if you say it's a basic, you know, I'll be wearing that on the course all for day. Sure. You know what I'm saying? But they need to make something, you know, um, kind of like a storm fit, like a storm fit uh, entire thing for like, Bruh. if you're, if you're playing in the, especially in the Northwest, but growing up in Portland, it's, it's, you're playing a lot of courses, especially the the municipal courses where it's mm-hmm. like the drainage is terrible. So it, you're barely you're always you're barely playing in pristine conditions, only maybe two three months out of the year. <laughs> and, you know, at tail end of May towards like the beginning of August.
2: So. Right. And that blows my mind that Nike is, you know, yeah. they were born in Oregon, which there is a lot of precipitation there. And they have not came out with a like relevant storm fit suit you know golf suit in so long like i think that would do numbers because think about it because one thing i like about the storm fits is that you can take the pants man you know you can take the pants and rock like a nice little you know what i mean like shirt like tee with yeah. it or whatever so there's so yeah. many combinations so i'm really surprised they haven't done that maybe that's something they're working on but i'm like man that's a big dump. here's the thing here's the thing it's funny i see i see homies on they'll be
1: playing uh, and i'm like dude what is that right. It's all it's all condition gears. it's, AC, oh, it's ACG, Nike yeah, ACG. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's not golf. That's ACG. That's tailor made for yes. golf. Like, if you if Nike Golf and ACG for their their oh, departments yeah. and their teams just came together, just collabed, especially with the colors that ACG has, and pretty much like the new because it kind of faded away mm-hmm. like towards like the mid or like late 2000s. Like you didn't really see ACG all that often anymore, right. and it kind of ha- like had this new renewed inspired right. look and catalog that they've been coming out with maybe the past like what six seven yeah. years and when you see that it's like how how are these not made for golf how is ACG not making golf equipment or golf gear
2: and uh, because it's literally a, a match made in heaven for right. it. Right. It's so funny there's a, a page you may, and you may have seen it um Matt but there's a page that's called it has the ACG logo but it's called All Conditions Golf. And so I oh, seen it's that. dope. I, I have to that. send it to you. It's pretty, okay. it's pretty solid. Okay. And it's a smaller page, but I love their content because they basically do exactly what you say. They show you all these ACG fits that go hard on the course and that can be conducive with golf. And so it's kind of like they're, they're kind of trying to show Nike, like, look, you got an easy home run here. Just connect the dots, you know. But I think, like I said, that takes me back to my first point is that I think where Nike is tough with that is that they look at Everything based on budget, right? And so if if you got two areas that are lower on the tatum pole, they're like, yo, you you guys need – one needs to be bringing one up. If you guys are both down here, then what are we really doing? That's probably how they look at it from a business standpoint. But I don't know. I think they really need to expand the way they're thinking because golf is exploding and it's going to continue to explode as more and more, especially like celebrities and more minorities get involved, man. So – yeah, I, I think that they'll eventually adjust. I mean, even with Jordan, the Jordan brand actually finally coming out with gear is a big indicator that they are getting it. You know, maybe the Eastside mm-hmm. collab helped, but that was a big indicator that okay, like people are buying the shoes, they'll definitely buy the gear. If people are going to, <laughs> people are going to Marshalls or Ross to get a Nike Dry Fit polo you don't think they would prefer to have a Jordan polo that actually matches their Jordan's on it. Like it's just common sense. Right. So yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's a whole nother can of worms, but yeah, you get it.
1: It's long overdue, especially with like the mock neck, the oh, polo, man. the glove, the bag, they came out with everything. Uh, I think there's definitely some improvements to be made on their line. I mean, granted it's like their first yeah, one, yeah. you know, first or second one, but there's a lot of stuff that, that they need to figure out over there. And then, they probably have me hooked on being a consumer of Jordan golf gear. I mean, I, the mock neck is clean. It's just, there's definitely some improvements that need to be made. But speaking of growing the mm-hmm. game, uh, congratulations to you. I'm going to, you know, clap for you real quick for 20,000 mm-hmm. followers on this. Okay. Game. I know it's Appreciate been a long time coming. Yeah, thank you. So that's on that. Uh So kind of tell me about like, we're going to get back to you and get back to the whole Instagram okay. thing. Like, when did you kind of notice that you had something going? I know that you kind of, you know, started it off during the pandemic, mm-hmm. but when did you notice, like, yeah, I kind of have something here, you know? Um,
2: the Make em Golf post, because it was, it was such a simple, mm-hmm. but such a, such a um, eye-grabbing post, because what it did was, it was like, especially on the Explore page, because I know there was a people, so basically when I made the post, it was just like, you know how it says Gotem, you know, the, uh, the font they use for Gotem, I took that font from Got 'em on Sneakers and just yeah. made it into Make 'em Golf, and so you'd have the font right here and then the shoe right here, and it would just show you the regular sneaker and it'll say Make 'em Golf, and so so many people shared one of my first, I think the first post I did with that was the Jordan Four Oreo, and like so many people shared it, and I mean I was thinking like, damn, this isn't even a mock-up. This is just me saying Make 'em Golf. And so many people were into that, and that's when it clicked, and I realized that there is a whole community of people out here that think like me, that really want to see this golf sneaker culture thing really build and just bring more people to the sport. So, yeah, it was, I think it was really at that moment that I realized, like, okay, like, we can, we can do something here.
1: And how, how did you kind of navigate through, like, the growth and having all the people, you know, that there's – like I said, like, there's definitely different – golf personalities who are kind of doing the same thing as you is kind of, as far as growing the mm-hmm. game. and But you kind of found your lane with a sneaker in. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of people, I'm not saying they're copycats, but there's people who are kind of influenced by you who are kind of doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, are you just pretty much stick sticking to doing your own thing? You're like, hey, I'm just going to do yep. me. Let everybody do them, Let everybody do everything else on their yeah. end. So how are you kind of navigating through that on it's your It's just,
2: end? again, just staying true to me. And like I said, God, God yeah. gave me a vision and told me like what I could do with it. So it's just staying true to that. And like, you know, I've seen people that may have been inspired or inspired by me or other people. And that's cool. That's the beauty of it, right? So for me to just stay true to what I'm doing, it's just things that, you know, ideas that come to me is just seeing them come into fruition. Like that is that's the beauty of, you know, creating and uh, being in this space. So, yeah, I'm not trying to chase and do what everybody else is doing. Matter of fact, I try to kind of go away from that. Um, but, yeah, it's, if if it has anything to do with, you know, sneakers and golf and culture, like I really want to be the place that people come for that.
0: I got I got a question here. This is just kind of like huh. something that just came off the top of my head. Yeah. Being an entrepreneur uh-huh. and hearing your story and how you got started and you just kind of like following these kind of – steps that are kind of like laid out for you Mm -hmm. and you're going with the vibe, you're going with the flow and you start seeing, okay, like I'm going to create, it looks like as an entrepreneur, you, you look to create, like see what circumstances you're in and you look to create opportunity from that. Yes. Do you feel like you've been going like ever since that first day that you made that entrepreneurial step Mm -hmm. to, to, to make that move in college? Do you feel like you've been kind of going with this, like almost like unforeseen kind of like flow out there and kind of creating opportunity from each situation? Do you feel like sometimes, um, when you get into like your, 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 your flow state that just seems like, you know, I can't make a wrong decision right now because it feels like this is laid out for me. You ever get into that?
2: Oh like, yeah, man. That feeling
0: oh yeah. And I, yeah, these decisions and that's
2: that. a great question. And I, to be honest, man, I'm, you know, I'm very spiritual. So I, I pray about it. And a lot of times, um, you know, I've hit dead walls where I'm like, the creative juices just aren't there. So when I do, when that happens, I lay off the gas. Cause I don't want to, my thing is I want to be intentional in everything I do. I want it to feel authentic and I don't want it to feel like it's forced. So if I feel like it's just not there, then I'll take you know, I'll take a step back and look at the big picture again and regroup. So that's, that's what really helps me because I think where people get lost is that they think that it's just like, boom, 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 boom. Like you're just going, going, going. But a true entrepreneur knows that, it's stages, man. You're going to go through the stage in the wilderness where you're kind of trying to regroup and kind of find things. That, but the thing that I've learned is if I stay true to what what I really like and what I'm doing and, and where I want to see things go and kind of just let God lead me, that's when I really just click. And that's when a lot of these cool moments come, you know, like the uh, Who's Who Wednesday, like that came to me. I was on the phone with y'all know Bradford Wilson. uh. Yeah, I know. Brad I follow him. Yeah.
1: On... Uh, unfortunate thing. I just saw him. Yeah, last week when he was, but two weeks ago when he was in Palm um, Springs. Just an unfortunate story. Yeah, bro. With, the,
2: with the golf clubs. Yeah, yeah. that sucked. Um, yeah, man. That, that was terrible. Yeah. And you know, it, if I felt so bad because I can only imagine. You know, you we, we golf clubs have such a special connection, especially if you when it, if you yes, when sir. it got fitted and you built your bag based on you know where you are in the game, and it's just such a. <laughs> It's such a beautiful experience. So for that to get snatched from you, it, it, it's got to be devastating. Um, so yeah, man, I was on the phone with him, and him and I were just talking, and I don't—we weren't even talking about shoes or anything. But he was just talking about his platform and just what he was trying to do. And so my mind kind of got the clicking, and I was like, "That's it." And I told him, and he's like, "Bruh, that is genius." And uh, the next week, we—I think the first matter of fact, the first person I did one for was my boy uh, Ty, Ty Drippolis. I did one for him. And then Bradford was the second person. And then it just kind of grew and grew and grew and grew. And so I thought that that was just a great idea to give people their flowers and let people know that, you know, other people that are in the space, that like, yo, it's other people that don't look like you that are playing this game and bringing culture to this game and making it even more interesting. So, yeah, that, that, that was just one of those instances where I just kind of was led to do that.
1: Hashtag support yes, your homies, man. man! Shout out to that dude, yes. good dude. Uh, talk to him. I think he, I think we started following each other maybe just a couple uh-huh. weeks ago. Um, but that dude is super cool, man. Super down to earth and more than willing to go and support you and your endeavors and and everything oh, that yeah. you do. And he showed me love. I've shown him love. So the feeling is definitely mutual. But completely can't completely understand where you're coming from. Where you just hit that wall. That's kind of like where I'm because I just started mm-hmm. my page what maybe tail end of last right. summer. So. I totally understand where you come from where it's like you have to be intentional in everything that you do. It's not just content, content. I mean, if you're posting consistent content and you're posting something like maybe every mm-hmm. single day, like that's mm-hmm. great. But if you're posting, if you're making a post and that's this is kind of like where I kind of get in trouble with everything is because my wife, <laughs> she kind of helps me curate how I post I things. You know, she's kind of the bra- she's pretty much the bra- behind the madness of what goes on of what goes on on the just divot mm-hmm. page. Right. So she'll see something. She'll see me like editing or making a reel mm-hmm. or something, and then she'll kinda of peek over my shoulder and be like, What mm-hmm. are you doing? Oh, I'm mm-hmm. making a reel. What's it mm-hmm. about? Uh it's about this. Okay, well what are you gonna do? Are you gonna put any like fonts on it? Are you gonna put any okay. text? Are you gonna put any filters? Are you gonna make are you gonna do this? Are you gonna do that? I'm like, uh I wasn't I didn't really think about it that right. way. Why? Why? Are you just gonna are you just gonna post like your golf swing and put music right. behind it? yeah that was kind of the idea (laughs) so i was like you know she's kind of the 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 brains behind the operation so you know it's like you can't just half-ass anything you kind of have to that's kind of i'm trying to find the balance of trying not to half-ass every single post that Mm -hmm. i make and just post bullshit and make everything intentional like if you're gonna do it go ahead and do it but make sure it's this and it's okay to take a step back so i'm really glad to to hear you say that, hey, it's yeah. okay. Like sometimes you you do hit that creative wall and those juices just stop flowing, you know. And and you're not putting out that that reel or you're not make putting out that that picture. You're not putting out that YouTube right. video, and that's totally fine. And and I do I totally need to understand that, but it's really nice hearing it from a fellow creative like yourself that hey, yeah. it's okay. Everything's yeah. gonna be okay. You could still be consistent, but it's also okay to you know take your hands off the wheel and you know and, and just lay off of it. You know, you know, oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And what's
2: funny about that. Yeah, and I'm glad that you were encouraged because that—that we all need that, right? Because what's funny about it is, I, <laughs> the the first reel that I did where I was started talking about, like I used to always look at Instagram and see people like with the green screen and like I used to be like, oh, that is so corny. I used to think that, like I literally used to think I used to be like that is so corny. Like why do people do that? And then I was, I was, I was I thinking, it. I was like, you know what? Let me get out of my comfort zone. Let me let me try it. Let me try it. So I did, the first one I did was with the Air Max, the Air Max, uh, the Peach, the uh, Always Fresh. And people yeah. love that. And, like, I had people commenting, like, dude, it's good to see you talking about the shoe. Like, it's good to see you. And I'm like, oh, snap. Like, I didn't even think, I didn't even think that would be anything. I thought, like, you know, people would just be like, all right, cool, whatever. But people really love that. And then that's when I...
1: Yeah. Let me, let me cut you...
2: Sorry no, to cut good. you off you're on good.
1: this real quick, but I remember I remember when I first started following you, I'm like, dude, I have no idea what this dude looks like. Like he's just posting shoes. He's making posts. He's talking about shoes. He's like mm-hmm. doing reviews. I can't match a name to a face. Like I know his name's Chris. What the hell does he look like? All of a sudden, next thing you know, I see this green screen post. I'm like, oh shit, like th- this is Chris. I was like, okay. Like now I could like kind of right. relate more. So I remember I watched that and you know to your testament like yeah it kind of maybe built your following a little bit and got you that 20k just because you're showing your face and you're talking right. and we hear your voice you know it's not just right. a picture of a shoe not like you're no, nothing you're against right. your previous content your previous yeah. content was great
2: but just the fact yeah, that right. like there's
0: something about like addressing yeah. the camera i think it's very also. important it just makes it personal yes yeah very important yeah. and it's
2: funny yeah. you know you know y'all remember did y'all watch uh uh what was the name of the uh inspector gadget back in the day Remember the villain? You, yeah, you uh, would always the, see the doctor, dog. doctor, doctor, clock yeah, I kind of felt yeah. like that. I was like, yeah. you would see my hand holding the shoe, but you wouldn't see my face. And so that's when I was like, you know what? I need to be better with that. And so, yeah. And I think, I think my wife even said something I was "like she was like, she was like I, like, I like these reels. Like you should keep it up because it's like it's yeah. good, it's refreshing. And like you said, people just see a bunch of shoot, 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 shoot. It's like who's putting out all this? Is this like a machine? and i think of that and that's the secret right there the secret is because there's yeah. so many automated like there's a lot of ai generated stuff there's a lot of pages yo we were talking dude. about this earlier before you hopped on me and coach frank were talking we about, this. about this. people so that, yeah. that's the yo. thing with ai it's really cool but you still need human presence on your page like because i know pages Because I kind of slowed down on mocking stuff up, like sneakers up, because I felt like there was more history to speak to, to kind of build more culture. So I I intentionally did that. And I started noticing there there were some pages that were just like, going to chat GPT and say, make a Jordan 8 you know, golf or whatever. And you can, and you can tell it may look okay, but you can tell like, all right, no human did this. Like, this is
1: clearly, Yo, we were literally incredible. just having
2: the same conversation.
1: Like, cause we were talking about content and we we're talking about like, go, go ahead and explain it. Cause he was talking, he, he was telling me about some nuanced shit that like,
0: yeah, well, I was going to say, like, yeah, it's we, my wife shared some TikTok video with me saying, like, Adobe has this new platform. Mm-hmm. I think it's like Adobe Firefly. And you can literally type in what you want the video to, to look like, color graded, um, captions or whatnot, and it will just be for you. Um, but I was like, you know, Matt, I think there's still that captain of the ship, though. You still got to lead it. There's still got to be some sort of human yeah. that's, that's, you know, generating, like, what are we doing right. here, you know? And, what well, kind of sucks though, it might be a double edged sword. The more that we type in what we want, I think the more the AI is just going to be like, okay, we don't need you to type
2: this stuff in anymore. We can figure you out. That's you know? the danger. So,
0: that's yeah, and see,
2: for me, it's finding a good. I was joking with my wife because, you know, we make a menu every week for like what the kids, what we're going to eat. And I was like, yo, I can just type it in the chat GPT, tell it all, what, you know, all the specifications, <laughs> say we want, we want, only want fish and beef or whatever. And we, we want a little vegetable oh, sprink- my God. sprinkled in, we want fruit for dessert like figure it out i was like see to me that's how you use ai right you use you, you, that's how you use it yeah but from a creativity standpoint people know the difference if people are into your content like say for instance right now if i started like using ai generated mock-ups people will feel that and they'll be like this is whack like i'm telling you some people may be like oh yeah that's cool but the genuine people that follow for the culture and for – they'll be like, yo, that's why, Like, Chris, why are you doing that? You know what I mean? So I just – Yeah, we got to take, take, right? take a stand. We got to so take a stand against would, AI, man. You know, man. I, you know I, I think you just have to be careful with that. You have to use it as a resource and not as the creative brains and juices. So that's what I'll say.
1: And, and with your posts, like, with the green screen and everything like that and you showing your face, I just remember thinking, I'm like, these posts that he's making about shoes are so – they're so colorful and enthusiastic that there's got to be a dude who, who likes mm-hmm. to talk about it instead of like staying behind, you know, staying behind the scenes and in the shadows and not right. talking personally right. to the camera. And I was like, these posts are way too damn good for him to not show his face <laughs> and talk to us, talk to us viewers and and, and right. us followers and supporters. So I remember I saw that. I'm like, oh, it's about <laughs> damn time. And, you know, next thing you know, I'm seeing your face like no, almost every I single day.
2: That, man. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's so yeah. cool. Because like I said, I didn't. Initially, I didn't even think about it like that until, like I said, my wife said yeah. something. She was like, oh, I like these. I like these posts. And then everybody else was like, yo, this is so cool. And I'm like, bro, what do you mean? I'm just talking about the shoe. And it's like, oh, they're, seeing, they're it's, it's putting a face with the post. It's like a whole thing, you know? It's, yeah, it builds more trust. It builds more connection. So, yeah, man, I love that.
1: And shout out to oh, our yeah. wives
2: real quick. You know, once
1: again, Come Brands of the Operation and... All three of us, I think that we have strong women who stand behind us and support us yeah, in everything you know. that we do. So, yes. want to shout out to them. You know, yeah, we got we got off a of red eye yeah,
2: round of cla- round of applause for them this morning. And um, yeah, what were you doing down here? Because I know so, you're, so you're in L.A. Viz- for a little family. bit. We 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 did Universal, so it was a real quick trip. We was literally there from Saturday yeah. until Monday evening. Um, but we went. I, I hadn't okay. had a chance to meet my niece. She's about to be one in September. So we went out there to visit them, mm-hmm. we went to Universal Studios and then we had another set of friends that were in town for a wedding, so we kicked it with them, spent some time with them, in, you know, in LA and uh literally just left. But usually when I come I, I reach out to all my homies. I I'll, I I'll put, usually put a story up like, "Hey, I'm in LA, who's trying to golf?" So next time I'm out here, you know, or out there, I'll let you know, you know what I'm saying? Like cuz that's what I like yeah. to do. So just don't don't feel slighted, for man. sure, I'm I'm, I'm going no, to be more into
1: No, not at all. I I cuz Cause I remember I saw, um, I saw a DTLA at one of the spots <laughs> that you tagged. I was like, "Hey, right. this dude down here," but I was like, I, I, "I don't take it personally." But yeah, next time you're in town, um, I'm I'm about an hour twenty out, so I'm more than Where happy you to you know, you drop to a you a We could definitely. Uh, I'm in uh, the Inland Empire, so I live in the Merida, oh, Temecula area. So um, pretty much in between San cool. Diego and LA. So closest big city to me maybe okay. is Riverside as far as like a major uh-huh. major hub so i'm like right by there so an hour 20 from la in about an hour north of san diego so i usually go back and forth most of my golf is usually mm-hmm. play rhyme at okay. where i'm at and all my other golf homies are pretty much in san diego so i pretty much head down there if we're gonna go play like Pines nice. or something just for example like i'll head down there and then we'll go play that um uh, but yeah just a couple yeah. more questions i want to go and ask you yeah. before we wrap things up i know we're kind of nearing kind of nearing okay. that cool. hour uh if you could choose one sneaker to have like an unlimited supply, of, if you could wear just one for the rest of your life and play play rounds with for the rest of your life,
2: Ah uh, Jordan Three, be? that's why it's on here. Yep, Jordan Three Golf. Yeah, well, which the one, White the Cement White Cement White cement, 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 yep. cement Three. Boom. Yep, okay. that's it. That's why that's yeah. on there. That is the that is my favorite <sighs> golf shoe. Um, it's in my it's in my easily my top five, but yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, see, I got the eighty eights, but they're not golf. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I need. I need a pair of white Cement 3s just because I yeah. go on stock X. I see them going for like five, six. You know six what's K, funny
2: like, about the white cements? There's so well, many different iterations because they got the had the eighty eights. Then now didn't they have one that was like a free throw line? It had the free throw line at the bottom, or was that the? Cause, yeah,
1: yeah, that was the one. Um, I think Justin Timber. No. Which one are you talking about? Was it the one with the swoosh? No, the one with the swoosh no, on the on the was, side.
2: So there, there, it came out around that time.
1: Oh, oh okay. It was like the midsole was like slightly like yes, off white or like a different yes. color or something like that. Yes. Okay. Those were okay. cold. Yeah. They they come out with they come out with different iterations of of the threes that it's like it's getting yeah, kind of comical right. with Jordan Brand. Like they just came out with these. Um, they kind of look like the True Blues,
2: yeah, but they're not. The, the they're wizards. like, you know the funny? Wizards. I, I was very yeah. really close to copy, but I was like, you. Know, I was like, I'm at a point now where I'm like, man, OG or done, man. If it's not an OG, I don't even want it, like, because it's getting ridiculous. Like, they're literally coming out. It, it's, it's like you said, it's laughable. Cause it's like, bruh, like y'all are just coming out with whatever. How do you drop these wizard threes? You have no story behind it. You have no marketing. Like, what are you doing? So I think that may have had something to do with like the NBA and maybe the wizard. But I'm like, don't even touch that if you can't do it right. You know what I mean? Because it didn't even it didn't sell out. Because nobody but... was even making connections, bro. Like it was just weird. Well. The thing is
1: with me, it's like if I see you on the street wearing a pair of like those Wizard threes, I walk down, I see you, I see them on your feet. I'm like, hey, bro, like six true blues, yeah. like those are nice. They're like, oh no, they're uh... actually the. I'm like, saying they're the, right, it's the same right. shit, bro. Like, come on now, like you can't, like what the the drunk man's gold? <laughs> no, I feel you. you. You know, like I don't, I don't, I don't care, like. It's cool, but I mean, when it comes to golf, I'll take whatever I can get as long as they're Jordans. I know it's kind of like OG Mm -hmm. or die with you. That's kind of with me, just with regular retros, not non-golf, just regular retros. But because with me, like I'll be wearing Jordans, like I'll be wearing the, I'll be wearing playoff twelves. I'll be wearing Mm -hmm. white cement fours, uh, shadow shadow ones low, which is probably I think ones shadow one lows or maybe white cement fours are kind of tied for like if I were to choose one sneaker for the rest of my life for golf. It'd probably be nice. a tie between those two, but I'd be wearing ADGs oh, yeah. too. Like oh, I fuck yeah. with ADGs, yeah. So I got like ADG twos or threes. I remember I went mm-hmm. to the employee store, once when I, when I went mm-hmm. to go visit my folks. I remember they on the employee store. I'm there, I don't know if you've ever been. Have you ever I been have in Portland? Not,
2: but I I've had somebody okay. give me a tour, and <laughs> we literally like paid. He paid for it, and then I just shot him the bread, and it, it's pretty incredible from what yeah, I can cool. see. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah, and I remember the
1: company store. They kind of have like a wall uh, that kind of surrounds the, the, the perimeter of the store, yeah. it's like a clearance wall. So it's got women's shoes, kids' shoes, uh, adult shoes, mm-hmm. men's shoes, whatnot. I remember there was a pair of ADGs there that were on clearance. It's a clearance right. rack, pretty much. I remember I saw them. It was like, I think at the time, I think they were going for like 50, nice. 60 bucks on the clearance rack. I was like, oh man, I need to cop these size eleven. I mean, it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be right. a little bigger, but I'll make, I'll make some, I'll wear some thick socks right. when I play golf or something like that. So, I'm where I cop those. But yeah, I messed with the ADGs. Heavy. They look good on shorts. Yeah. They look good on pants. So those are the ones I cop. Uh, kind of one more thing I want to go mm. ahead and ask. Uh, if there was one mm. shoe that has, I know you. This is kind of like the yeah. base of your content. Uh, but if there was one uh-huh. shoe still that that you
2: have at the top of your head that hasn't been made uh-huh. into a golf shoe yet, which um, would it be? you know, I, I'm going to be cool. I'm, I'm going to be nice with this because I'm not, I don't want to say what I said on the other pod. Right. So I'm going to be, you know, I, so, so <laughs> the beauty of this is that every time I appreciate I answer that this question, I'm going to name a different shoe just because it's kind of like if I keep saying the same shoe, right. Cause there's so many that I want to see done. Um, I really like the Ken Griffey, the Ken Griffey, uh, yeah, the one. Oh man, either the one or the three. Um, yeah, that would be really high up for me. And outside of the fact that he just started following me, right? That's that's one thing. What's uh, I saw. I actually noticed that two. I actually noticed no, that like two days ago. I was like, dude, no, Ken Griffey Junior. Like, follows this. Bruh, like as a kid oh, playing man. baseball, like he was the he was the Allen Iverson of baseball, right? So yeah, that that's that's a whole another story. But um, for me, yeah, the design of that shoe, a lot of baseball shoes are super conducive and can work really well with golf. And the t- retooling wouldn't even be that that much. It'd be an easy swap, easy do. Yeah. It would make sense because this guy plays golf and he's really good. So it's kind of like, you know, even yeah. with Bo Jackson, I think Bo Jackson, they did like a very limited shoe for Brooks Kepka when they played in a tournament together. You remember that? It was like mm-hmm. Bo Nose. I think it had like the black and white. Oh, it was a, it was it the trainer? Kind of trainer, but okay, real, um, okay, yeah. I think that that would only make sense. And see, this is the type of things that if Nike did, it would build so much culture because what would happen is people would have yeah. to dig. They'd be like, "Oh, hold up, these are the Griffies from back in the day, and they're making them golf. Hold up, this Griffey, does Griffey does play golf? Oh, is he good? You see what I'm saying? And these, you start connecting these dots, and that's how you yeah. build culture. So that I, I, I think that that would just be a no brainer. Yeah.
1: And for those who haven't heard of the previous podcast, or you being on guest on another podcast, what was your go to? What would be your go to sneaker that hasn't been
2: made into a golf shoe yet? Uh-huh. Which would it be? Hold up. What, what was Hold your what up. was your
1: what was your typical uh, oh, what was your typical well, answer? Remember, yeah, I what was your typical every answer
2: every time? Because I got oh, so many shoes on. So before yeah. it was the question, it was okay. the Reebok question.
1: The Allen Iverson. Yeah, yeah. Okay, for AI. Yeah, that was a big call. Gotcha. Man. Cool. Yeah, they need to make um, the air up tempos,
2: man. They so make there's some so up many air up tempos they can do too. Um, the Pippins. There yeah. was a white and red pair of Pippins that had like the uh, the sole had like a little had like a little U at the bottom. It was red. Oh, I would love to see those as a golf U. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so yeah. many options, man. So many options. Yeah,
1: that one's probably at, at nice. the top of my list. Um, but yeah, we could have definitely wrap about things up out from here. Oh, go ahead.
0: Like, I was gonna say, have you th- thought about trying to? See what a golf concept would be like with those, like you know, you can drill in mm-hmm. spikes now mm-hmm. into any shoe. They have. The golf so, kicks, yeah, the golf kicks. Like, have you thought about yeah. taking some of the like old old school shoes and seeing, you know, how would this actually work on the golf course?
2: Golf kicks, they're my people, man. I like them. I like what they're doing. Um, I think that is better done on shoes that have kind of been worn, or worn in. Like, say, if you had a pair of, like fours from back in the day as you don't really wear anymore. I think that's a good pair to put the spikes on, you know, just so you, that you still get the life out of them. Uh, but for me, I really like, you know, if it, I either would want a true soul swap or um, um, the service that govern offers where he'll go in and he'll take, he'll nah, not just, not yep. just the soul swap. So he has this new one where he takes the bottom, the very bottom of the soul. He takes it off of the shoe and drills the hole. He takes the shoe apart and oh, drills the hole into there. Okay, so it's not just slapping a you know a spike on it. He's literally soul. like yeah. out the sole, so it looks legit and it works like a true golf. So exactly, like high. it's legit. Yeah, yeah. And okay, um, sure. that's the, to be honest, that's really the only, in my opinion, that's the only way to go with like some new kicks. Is either taking a sole swap route sure. Sure. or doing that conversion route. Like that's. Yeah, for the sake of quality.
1: Yeah, that's what I, that's what I need to do because I was always thinking about getting a pair of golf kicks or um, a set of golf kicks to put on my – um. I have a pair of these uh, mm-hmm. Kobe 6s that yeah. I don't hoop no more. So they just be collecting mm-hmm. dust on my shelf. So I'm like, I want these Kobe 6s to be golf shoes. Like if Vanessa Bryant found it in her heart to be like, <laughs> hey – you want to make some Kobe right. golf shoes, Nike? Like, yeah. let's do it, right? But that's, what—that's like, what I'm waiting on. I guess that would be my answer instead of up-tempos would be, like, hey, like yes. any Kobe into a golf shoe, they're low, oh, yeah. they're functional. Let's make it happen. So I kind of want to do that to my sixes. Um, But, yeah, that, that's pretty much what I got. I'm going to try to introduce a new thing. I'm going to take a, take a picture Ooh. of all of us real quick. And then so y'all pose. And this, I think we're going to start doing this, Coach Frank. What you think?
0: I love really? it. I love all it. Right, let's
1: let's it. take a picture of all our guests. All right, man. I right, say cheese. Cool. All right, man. So, I'm not sure, Coach Frank, if you have any additional questions, or Chris, if you have any questions for us. But yeah, we could definitely send yeah, that home for no. you. Yeah, man, it's, it's
2: been a pleasure, man. It's been a lot of All fun. Right, man. I appreciate you guys taking out the time, man, and reaching out, man. Definitely enjoyed it.
1: No, thank you. Uh, let us know where you can find you at. What's your What's you your it. Instagram handle, and what What stuff you got oh, on the store dog, on your On your so site? So I got
2: the uh, you know the Instagram handle is at T up Kicks with Chris. We got the uh the brand page with the apparel that's at TLKicksGolf, which we'll be having some posts coming through soon. And then the website is uh, www.tupkicksgolf.com Got some uh, pretty pretty cool stuff on there, if if I must say. So check yeah. us out.
1: Yeah, I need to cut. I like the I like the uh, Masters champions where you got all the champions yeah. on there, and then all the ones who are deceased. Appreciate they got the, they got the halo. Thank on top you. Of See them, you so notice the
2: details. I need to man. go ahead and
1: I. Yeah, I noticed the details, man. So they like, got Arnold Palmer on there with a little halo on there. So I need to, I need to cop some gear from you. But um, yeah, to all the listeners, uh, thank you so much. Definitely had a great time having Chris here on the pod. Uh, like and subscribe uh, to our podcast on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are available. Um, thank you so much, Chris, for your time and you know being gracious enough to find you know all this uh, all this busyness that we're navigating through. <laughs> all this instagram stuff that we're that we're navigating through. Thank you for taking a break from all so, that just to join us today. So, like appreciate you. Once again,
2: all Enjoy the rest of your day, man. Y'all be good. Thanks, Chris. All right, man. All right, Peace. Later. Thank you guys. Bye-bye. Right. Right, See you guys.